It takes a lot to be a mixed martial artist. Tons of hours spent in the gym strengthening the body and honing your fighting skills, carefully planning your meals so you can maintain fitness and make weight, dealing with constant injuries and sacrificing some of the more comfortable aspects of civilian life. It is hard to summarize all that dedication with the lowest point in that journey, but unfortunately there are a few fighters with losses so iconic that those became their defining moments, despite their other accomplishments and high level of skill. In the minds of many fans, it came down to this. I'm Balian from MMA On Point and here are 10 fighters best known for a single loss. Number 10, Kevin Jordan. The name Kevin Jordan probably doesn't ring a bell to most MMA fans. With a brief stint in the UFC and lone bout in the Strikeforce Challenger series, the overwhelming majority of his career was spent battling through the regional circuit without the notoriety that comes from competing in the bigger organizations. In his second Octagon outing, he'd welcome Gabriel Gonzaga to the promotion in the co-main event of UFC 56. With both men quickly gassing and offensive output slowing to a crawl, the crowd at the MGM Grand Garden Arena wasn't pleased and rang down booze for the majority of the contest. As it appeared the clock would wind down for an uninspired close decision, Gonzaga landed a Superman punch and follow-up punches on the ground that forced Herb Deem to step in with just 21 seconds left in the final round. Being finished in both of his UFC appearances, Jordan would be quickly forgotten as he went back to the regional scene. Meanwhile, Gonzaga would begin the run that propelled him to that infamous Krokop KO and a title shot. He'd make a brush with the big stage four years later against kickboxing legend Ray Sefo, and after controlling the ground game in the opening round, a knee injury from a failed takedown attempt at the start of the second would force Jordan to call it a night. And hence, he would be known to most as the unlucky victim in Gonzaga's UFC debut. Number 9. Tila Tuli after having some success in sumo wrestling, Tila Tuli was forced to retire with knee issues, but a spot in the UFC's inaugural tournament seemed like a great way to reinvigorate his competitive juices and be the best live representation of E-Honda in the Starverse style format. He would be matched with Dutch Karate and Savart champion Gerard Gordeaux. The odd mismatch of combat athletes would eventually begin the event. The accomplished kicker wasted no time against his much larger opponent, with the sumo wrestler charging forward Gordo landed a series of precise punches that sat Tuli down, setting him up for a kick that sent his tooth flying out of the cage. That would be Tuli's lone appearance in mixed martial arts. With that being such a visceral moment due to the size disparity, the novelty of a sumo fighter and the brutality in the finish, there wasn't much else for fans to remember the Hawaiian for. He was also four years removed from his previous combat sports life and never returned to that world either. Tuli's dental emergency became the most lasting memory he left fans, but considering some of the other absurd moments in UFC 1, Tuli's teeth can at least share the spotlight with Art Jimison's glove and Bill Wallace's dreadful commentary. Number 8. Dan Stitchen when Stephen Wonderboy Thompson made his UFC debut, his finish of Dan Stitchen was good enough to be included on our list of iconic head kick KOs. That performance at UFC 143 helped catapult Wonderboy into his status as a beloved perennial contender at welterweight. The man who received that devastating blow seemed to just be an afterthought. Entering the cage that night with a record of 6-1 and one and 5 wins via submission, Stitchen had his own resume to stand on despite meeting with the heavily hyped undefeated kickboxer. 
However, his second opportunity in the UFC resulted in another L, this time a split decision to Marcelo Guimaraes. He would make his way back to the regional circuit to mix results before getting a call up to the prelims of Bellator 198. This time, another first round finish would push him back to the local shows, but with his biggest opportunities coming in the early prelims of top heavy cards, it's not a surprise that Stitchin couldn't escape the shadow of the dynamic Wonderboy, who went on to challenge for UFC gold twice and continue adding to his impressive highlight reel. As of now, Stitchin's place in MMA history is the beginning of that very same highlight reel. Number 7. Terry Etim with five wins and five bonuses in the UFC and finishes in 14 of his 21 career fights, Terry Adams should be remembered as an action fighter who performed well on the big stage. But for most, he's known as the other man on the end of Edson Barbosa's memorable spin kick KO. Making the trip to Barbosa's native Brazil for a main card opener at UFC 142. With almost an entire card packed with Brazilians against everyone else and Barbosa riding an undefeated record and two consecutive fight of the night awards, the odds were stacked firmly against the English fighter. Unable to employ the choke submission game that was responsible for four of those five post-fight bonuses, Barboza was free to attack him with devastating kicks. While still competitive, it was clear that going into the last round, Etim needed to take some chances and hope for a finish. Too bad that Barboza wasn't content to just cruise his way through the final five minutes for a decision win. Instead, he unleashed that ferocious head kick that sent Etim into another dimension. While Etim did earn a $65,000 check for fight of the night, reliving the experience in every UFC highlight reel may not have been worth it. Number 6. Marcus Brimich the celebrity of Conor McGregor looms over the entire sport of mixed martial arts and has extended across multiple divisions. As a result, fighters with their own storied legacies like Jose Aldo and Eddie Alvarez found themselves wrapped up in the mythos of the Irish superstar. So, of course, someone like Marcus Brimich didn't stand a chance at standing out on his own after encountering McGregor. Before their meeting at UFC on Fuel TV 9, the promotion was clearly looking to the Notorious as its next big name. Brimich was best known for his stint on Tough 14 and for a few decision wins afterwards. With all those appearances being on the prelims, he didn't have much of a chance to shine. Stopping the hype train of the Cage Warriors double champ would do wonders for his profile. Instead, McGregor would have the chance to show off his precise and varied striking attack in a complete steamrolling of Brimage. The loss would be his highest profile fight and the Alabama native would fall into obscurity on the growing UFC roster. Losses to budding contenders Jimmy Rivera and Cody Garbrandt would be the closest he'd come to rewriting the script. Number 5. Thomas Ramirez just one look at Don Fry standing across from Thomas Ramirez and most people would instantly think that there was something wrong with this picture. The chiseled and manly moustached Greco-Roman wrestler with pro boxing experience and a black belt in judo against the rotund 410-pound fighter boasting experience in an obscure form of kung fu better suited for an action movie that seriously believed conditioning wouldn't be a factor in the bout. Uh, this had train wreck written all over it. And boy did it deliver. Just eight seconds in after Big John McCarthy signaled the start of the bout, Fry and Ramirez met in the 
middle where the Puerto Rican would be floored with punches in front of his home crowd. Ramirez, who never appeared in MMA again, became known more for his day job as a cab driver than for anything related to his credentials in Pa Kao Chang. In the widely unregulated world of MMA at the time, this clear mismatch would be replayed ad nauseum on news clip that highlighted the dangers with this new form of prize fighting. When the human cockfighting label died down, Ramirez's brief foray into the sport would be shown over and over again as his legendary opponent was being honored as a pioneer. Number 4. Sean Salmon a standout high school and collegiate wrestler with a 9-1 record making his UFC debut with a main event spot seems like the starting point to a great career in MMA. However, this was not the case for Sean Salmon. He would successfully campaign to face Tough 2 winner Rashad Evans, who at the time had an almost identical 9-0 record, believing he was the better wrestler. Salmon thought he could overpower and control Evans, who at that point was known more for his smothering wrestling attack and close decision wins. At UFC Fight Night 8, Sugar Rashad would instead choose to show off a vastly improved striking arsenal. As a result, Salmon would fall victim to a perfectly set-up head kick that instantly shut out the line and stunned the audience at the seminal Hard Rock. With his rigid body falling to the hard canvas seemingly mummified, it forever cemented Salmon as the guy Rashad iced. As the future Hall of Famer continued down the path of championship glory and pay-per-view showcases, the clip of Salmon eating that shin would play to the tune of Face the Pain for years. Salmon would never redeem himself from that moment and finished his career with a sub-500 record and a lengthy streak of being finished. Number 3. Fred Etish As one of the participants in the early UFC tournaments, Fred Etish has a place in the history books. Sadly, he shares that spot alongside Johnny Rhodes, who defeated him at UFC 2. Against his fellow karate practitioner, his athletic and experienced disadvantage became quite apparent against the former state kickboxing champion. Rhodes trawled through Etish with ease, quickly dropping and bloodying him. With the blood now pouring into his eyes and no ground fighting skills, he was helpless to whatever Rhodes wanted to do with him. Fortunately, Rhodes recognized the die-hard approach and hopeless situation of his opponent, opting to finish things with a bulldog choke instead of continuing to beat him. The embarrassing outing would ostracize Etish from the mixed martial arts community along with that of the more traditional arts that had yet to recognize the value in no-holds-barred competition. He would become a laughingstock in both worlds and spend years being endlessly mocked. Bobby Razak has a fantastic documentary that you can watch that further details Etish's personal tragedies following this loss, as well as his return to MMA at 53 years old, where he earned his first win, a TKO in the opening round. Number 2. John Matua Tank Abbott is remembered as a legend in the early days of MMA. Describing himself as a pit fighter, the combination of his unbridled aggression, unearthly punching power, and the good looks and charm of Satan's helpers made him an instant star in the counterculture sport. The celebrity was built in part off the back of John Matua. Matua was a bouncer in Southern California who practiced a Hawaiian discipline known as Kui Alua and entered the tournament at UFC 6 to raise money for his brother's medical bills. 
Unfortunately for the Matua family, Abbott was also making his UFC debut and they were paired in the opening round. What Matua intended as a display of the art of bone breaking instead turned into acting as a punching bag for Abbott. Less than 20 seconds after the clock started, Matua was stretched out stiff on the canvas as the stunned crowd either cheered in sadistic euphoria or were shocked into silence. Tank was clearly about the first group as he mocked the unconscious man's frozen posture. Matua would step foot in the octagon again and would only pick one win out of his four subsequent fights. Instead, Matua would live in infamy as the man with rigor mortis. Number 1. Soccer Mum Remember all that stuff I just said about the dedication and sacrifice it takes to become an MMA fighter? Well, forget all of that. Okay. For Katie Castro, stepping into the cage just meant wandering into the venue, hailing as an independent fighter from her introduction at Explode Fight Series Hurricane. It was no shock that a fighter from an actual gym would absolutely annihilate her. In hindsight, knowing that the opponent from an actual gym was eventual Bellator flyweight champion Lima Lay McFarlane, we should be surprised that Castro lived to tell the story. With nothing even resembling actual skills, it's amazing that Castro actually was the more experienced professional in the cage that night. With two previous quick stoppage losses on her record prior to easing McFarlane into the sport for her debut, Castro quickly became the butt of many jokes regarding her performance. Strangely enough, this dubious fight that became the subject of an investigation by the California State Athletic Commission led directly into McFarlane getting a deal with Bellator, springboarding her into championship gold and conversations about the elite in women's MMA. The extra attention only cemented her place as the soccer mum even further. Fortunately, it would be her last time in the cage, and the Explode fight series would fade away later in the year as well. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure. Go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on Twitter at MMA on Point and myself at Balian underscore plays. You can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I'll see you in the next one.